Welcome to Tranos and the Lived Experience, a podcast confronting current events, politics, comedy, and calamity, all from the perspective of a trans titaness. She's a verbal black belt, skilled in the art of roasting, the hellmouth, doomsayer, CEO of the Amazon position. Here's your host, Cameron Ellen Terrell. Welcome to Tranos and the Lived Experience. My name is Cameron Elin Maharet Terrell, and I will not compromise my identity for the comfort of cis people. This is Tranos and the Lived Experience, the show that murdered Gabriel Saint. And ain't shit you can do about it. Today I have two guests on. Introduce yourself. This is Danielle. Um, I guess I should say she, her, and uh, sis. <laughs> My name is Brandon, and he, him, sis. Now, not to throw y'all completely off today, but I am attacking cis people. In open forum, in like in open air, I'm I'm running up and bludgeoning cis people today with with this topic. Today's topic is called compromise. So, uh, are you wondering why it's called compromise? Is either one of you wondering why it's called compromise? I'm gonna assume that it's because uh, in every situation that you ever get put in, it's because when there's the mention of any question of who you are, it's always, well, why can't you just be blank again? <laughs> well, that's part of it. But before we jump directly into it, I want to remind everybody, this show is brought to you by the meeting of music and marijuana. Today's song is brought to you by a band that encompassed how I felt the moment I declared myself Camrain for the first time to be Jarrell no more. It is, uh, I don't care about anyone else but me by Drowning Pool. And the marijuana of choice is a rerun because I'm running low. So send me that shit. Dispensaries and uh, weed clubs and all that other stuff. Send me some shit. Um, today's episode strain is a regurgitation of grapevine because I don't feel like reaching into my cabinet because I'm recording this on the spot because I felt the need to jump into cis people's asses. So Brandon, what's your thoughts on compromise? When you hear the word compromise, how do you think that pertains to my existence? Honestly, riffing, I think people are just point blank, um, being stupid and uh, question, may I curse? Yes, this is Tranos and the Lips Experience. I fucking cuss all the time. Fucking let it go. Well, I just want to make sure. Point blank, people just can't pull their heads out of their asses and want to try to make you fit into a very, very small cookie cutter that their minuscule minds cannot expand from. All right, so journey with me. I spent a very long time in a box that was sort of my making. This box was created by Compromise. I learned at a very young age that being queer, outwardly queer, could cost you your life and wasn't a very comfortable life. And I wasn't as strong back then as I am now, willing to like face isolation and harm and physical hurt to be who I am. So I helped my oppressors 
not white people at the time, white people helped them, taught them this thing, but my own family, I let their hatred will me into a box. And I existed as this person for 33 years. And when I decided to come out, I decided that I would compromise no more. And what that means is not that I'm jumping down your throat, but I get accused of it all the time. Like you can call me my old name a hundred times. And no matter how I correct you, you get the ability to tell me that I'm being aggressive. So I have to compromise how your discomfort will eventually make me the villain. So I constantly have to compromise. Is it worth it in that moment? Perhaps you might want to ask, like, what's that mean? Like, have you ever, and I'm adding, this is a question to both of you. Have you ever had to compromise who you are at any time in your life? I actually have a funny story with regards to that. Um, I actually have been misgendered in my lifetime when I was much younger had my hair cut short because I was a natural tomboy growing up and I thought it was so cool when a girl could just rock a short hairdo and I didn't wear girly clothes. I was like t-shirt shorts and, and uh, cargo shorts as a youngin. So literally getting my hair cut and walking into a woman's bathroom and every time somebody being like, oh honey, you're in the wrong restroom. That feeling. I, I, I get that feeling. That is the feeling of misgendering. But my question was, have you ever been forced to compromise your identity at any time in your life? Well, I mean, this is also coming from the woman perspective, but I feel like, well, let's just shit on society. <laughs> In general, right? Um, I feel like there's a lot of that shit that goes on of just like the perception that things should be a certain way because someone somewhere decided that's what we're going to do. That's what we see in, in media. That's what we see on the television, what we read about, you know. I mean, honestly, to the degree of anybody in the LGBTQ community, I'm gonna say no, <laughs> because I just feel like I haven't, but I do feel like there's been many times that um, I felt like I've wanted to do something and it's like, mm, maybe I won't do that because that's, <laughs> you know, you feel like you're gonna get judged or whatever, like, like just with me being a kid and wanting to wear boy clothes all the time you know i still want to wear boy clothes all the time but see i asked that question for um, a very specific answer and not that it's taken away from what you said but here's the follow-up question mm -hmm. now take whatever that number is and make it every 15 minutes how many times have you had to compromise your identity in 15 minute increments today Absolutely. Yeah. So definitely not the case. We're talking maybe in my lived experience happening in an occasion where, you know, I would say maybe a couple times a month, if that. 
a couple times a month. Yeah, a couple times. Brandon, a month. what about you? I'm actually a veteran of the U.S. Army, so mine was about probably a little bit more than that, but at most once a week. Uh, it was being surrounded by toxic masculinity and having to go into that like, oh, to be a man, you must be this. You must be that. You must be this. Um, yes, ma'am. No, no. Like, I get, I, I get that. Mm-hmm. See, the question is super hard to answer. You want to know mm-hmm. why it's super hard to answer? Go ahead. Because the context in which you're looking at mm-hmm. is you're trying to compare it. Mm-hmm to each other and then you're trying to compare it to what you think the lens of mine is. Mm -hmm. So let me tell you what I actually mean when I say compromise. So I'm a trans woman of color. I'm 42 years old. My name has been Cameron Eileen Maharet Jarrell for eight years now. I walk into a room, you walk into a room, Brandon works into a room, we're all getting interviewed. I introduce myself as Cameron Eileen Maharet Jarrell. I tell my pronouns, she and her. You all do the same. Y'all say your names, you say your pronouns. We're all sat down. The interviewer comes out to speak to the first one of us. He says, sir, he points at me. Now in that moment, I have to decide on whether compromising, arguing my identity with someone is worth me not getting a job. That's what I was asking you. I was asking, does that happen to you? All right, you, me, and Brandon walk into a McDonald's. We all order the same thing. But this McDonald's has a weird, weird sign on the front door that says, we respect diversity. All three of us walk in. All three of us order a cheeseburger. All three of us are told to wait in a line. They pick up the order, not necessarily knowing which one of us ordered it first. They say, cheeseburger. None of us answer because we're trying to figure out which one of us they're talking to. They then point at me and they say, sir, I have to decide on whether arguing with them about my identity is worth me getting my food spit in. All three of us go to a hospital. All three of us are rushed into emergency. We all have lower abdominal pain. I am seen first. Signed in, name, gender, vitals. Followed by Danny, then followed by Brandon. Now, the severity of mine is less severe. And we'll just deal, it's on a scale. I'll be the less severe in this one. The emergency room doctors come out. They don't say a name. They say, grab him. The doctors walk past Brandon and they take me. I have to decide in that moment if my arguing my identity is worth more moments of the excruciating abdominal pain. That's what I mean by compromise. I have to compromise or I'm being asked to compromise myself for the sake of my identity like it's an option. Has your name ever been other than your family and friends an option absolutely not brandon absolutely not 
how many times would you say you two would allow me to call you Dexter and Beavis during this conversation? How many times would you allow that before you corrected me? And be real. You know, in, in serious conversation, uh, it would be, please call me Danielle or Danny. Right. You know? I would have to agree with the same thing. A serious context, I would point blank say, please call me Brandon. And how many times would it take you to do that? It would take uh, only once. What if I called you aggressive for doing so? He'd probably laugh at you and be like, what? What are you talking about? I would I would be more annoyed than anything, quite frankly, just because that has happened to me before. Not the severity of other of others, but Don't pay attention to the severity of others. I'm only talking about you. Oh, understandable. It has happened to me before where I've been called aggressive when I say, please respect me. For example, my name is Brandon. All right. So not Brando. In serious in serious conversations, I mean. So what if after you told me, "Hey, my name's Brandon," and I said, "Hey, you came off a little aggressive." What if you then went like, "What if I then went, "Hey, I'm having a rough time with with Brandon. How about I just call you um, Buck?" How, can we compromise on Buck? Can I call you that? I point blank say, well, why do you want to call me Buck? In what way is it? Because the name Brandon makes me feel uncomfortable. I would point blank say it should not make you feel uncomfortable. But it does because of my religion. I would, I would say, I can't, I can't, I can't be on a con- I can't be in a conversation with a Brandon. The mm-hmm. Bible said something about it. I think. I would again say. Uh, you need to respect my name. But by respecting your, my, your name, I have to play into your delusion. Your name's not Brandon, it's Buck. To me, it's not a delusion. It is but who I've I am. I've known you as Buck for the last three minutes. That was an unusual three minutes. You get what I'm doing here. You see what I'm doing. I, can, right? and I, can I love this. <laughs> I love this so much. I actually do too. You see what you see, what, but you both see what I'm doing, right? Exactly. Um, it's well, super apparent to all of us, right? Very much so. Then yeah. why isn't it apparent to cis people in general? Because those people are idiots. I'll tell you why. The The religion thing threw you both off, right? No, I was I was eating that one up, actually. <laughs> but the religion thing, I'm a, first off, I'm going to say uh, shout out to like 80s, like thug lifers and like um, losers and crackheads uh, and prostitutes and... Uh, mothers and fathers of neglecticons. Shout out to y'all for being like terrible parents and and terrible role models in the 80s and the 90s, only to fall super hard in religion and forget all the fucked up shit you did. The nerve of cis people in those instances to one, gaslight you, and to two, take moral high ground. I demonstrated that thing and I know it felt kind of tedious and you were like, where the fuck is this going, Cameron? That's the kind of shit I hear every 15 minutes. Every 15 minutes. 
That's an exaggeration. No, it's not. It's so on. It's so clockwork that it's predictable to me. So I avoid people for days on end just so I don't have to deal with how predictable it is. If I say to you that my name is Cameron, which is an amalgamation of my name, it's not even my whole name. Out of respect for like a lot of people's weird English tongues, I say, call me Cameron. My name is Camrayin. So I've already compromised my name once. Once. Already. As soon as the conversation starts, I've compromised my name for you. I've dumbed it down and put it in the Queen's English. Once. Now I have to argue with you over like past tense. Maybe you probably knew me in a past life. You knew me a few years before. Maybe you knew me right before my name changed. I don't give a shit. It's been eight years since my name has changed. Every time you have a conversation with me, I correct you at least once after multiple times. It's called, I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Instead of just apologizing. Let, let, oh, all, right, all right. Let's guess a list of things that have been said to me when I say my name's Cameron. What, who wants to start? Let's go with the nice. Oh, I'm so sorry. Never. Um, Brandon. I'm going to go a little harsher, and I'm assuming people said, I don't care. I right. That, that's that's more like it. But at that, that's the general gist of what they're saying, regardless of what they say, is that they don't care. If you're not saying, I'm sorry, you're saying you don't care. Ask yourself, how many times have you been asked, hey, how come you can't just give this person a break on your name? Now, mind you, I've only been talking about name this entire time, right? I haven't said anything about my gender, correct? Mm-hmm. I haven't said, hey, call me she or her, right? I just said my name's Cameron, right? Yep. Skip the moral high ground bullshit and just say you're transphobic. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I, I know uh, it's weird because you know you two are the first cis- hetero couple on my show ever, right? Woo! First time for everything, right? I actually feel honored on that one. I mean, I'm glad that you feel that way because I am not done with my attack on the cis. I'm not. Like, first off, uh, this, this whole conversation was sparked because generally this is the 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 um, the Rochester group that I go to when I need to vent, and I just had a really fucked up conversation. A really fucked up conversation on multiple occasions today. There's three, same conversation, three different people. Um, I'm not going to say their names. I asked about, um, I had a conversation. You know what? I'm going to say one of them. My father recently started like reaching out to me. And he called me like today. And he said to me, how you doing? Now, I know my engineer got my back, so they're going to bleep that. But he says, how you doing, Jarrell? And I say, that person no longer exists. That's how I responded. That person no longer exists. Same cadence, same timbre, same volume. His response was, you don't have to fucking snap at me. So I just got accused of being aggressive and gaslit because he's the one who's snapping. He's cursing at me. You caught me. You caught me by the wrong name. 
So you have my name in your phone as the wrong name. I said, that person no longer exists, which is the truth. P.S. That person never existed. But but he gets to uh, he gets to now attribute aggression to me. You know, this human being who has a label like everyone else that doesn't have to be respected because it's a talking point topic of Christians, Nazis, white supremacists, and now my own kind. I'm not as a black trans woman. I'm not safe. There's no safe space for my identity, not with even within my own community. I asked all those questions in the beginning because I really wanted to hear what either of you had to say. And it was hard to answer because you've never had to think about it before. I made the question super specific. How many times on a daily basis? Let's just go in 15 minute intervals. Do you have to compromise your being, your identity in a day? I have to do it infinite amount of times. I have to do it lots of times, lots of times. Uh, I've, uh, one time I counted how many times my name was disrespected from the time my feet touched the floor to the time I got to work. That is a 25 minute drive. Um, generally, I would stop in the morning to get coffee. I would only be in the store for five minutes. In that five minutes time, after like literally like the first like 20 minutes of like being by myself in silence, if I didn't like walk outside and see a person who nodded to me or what's up, bro, that's the first misgendering. That's me compromising. Am I going to stop and be late to work so I can have a conversation with this person about what I am? That's one time. Now, in the, the coffee shop where I stopped, in the gas station where I stopped on my way to work, I was only in there for five minutes. Remember, it's only five minutes. In that five minutes time, whoever I had to interact with, there was normally three people at the counter. There's normally three people at the counter, and there's normally like six or seven people in the store because it's generally the same people going to that store every morning because it's just the grind. Everyone get the, gets their little rhythm. Now, everybody, like I said, has their own little rhythm. We're all generally in this store around the same time every morning. I literally have to... Paul, pardon me, bro. I'm not a bro. That's two. Get up to the counter. How can I help you, sir? I'm not a sir. Leaving the store. You have a good day, sir. Pumping gas if I need to. You need your windows washed, sir? We're at six. We're at six times that I had to like wonder if I was going to have to argue my identity or compromise it by taking it in as and, and turning it into resentment and dysphoria. If I don't stand up for my identity, nobody will because everyone believes that my identity is optional, debatable, questionable. Have you ever felt like your identities were in question? Today, just today, was your identity in question today? Did anybody go, mm, I don't know if you're a girl? No, that's uh, that doesn't happen. <laughs> like, never. Have you ever, like, said who you were to somebody and they were just like, mm, I don't think so? I would have to say no. Happens to me all the time. All the time. Well, you're talking about every single time you walk into a room and you see a face that's different than, you know, or just anybody who's never seen you before 
literally boom ladies and gentlemen i've been a ghost when it comes to the social media of uh, trano center lived experience and that's been going on for a while but it's mainly because of dysphoria it's mainly because of dysphoria but my picture is now starting to pop up on our social medias and i'm i don't know i don't know if i'm like i'm not i don't i'm, I'm not one of those girls who seeks passability but i look pretty fucking womanly to me Wouldn't you either like? I mean, like, be real. I look like. Have you? Do when you look at me, do you see a man? No. Um, if I may say so, when I first met you, uh, when I came up here, I first thing I thought, oh hey, she's nice. She's a vet. Like, I, I really don't understand how people would would see would see anything other than a woman. I mean, I got a five o'clock shadow every once in a while. I don't necessarily dress girly if anybody like, can be forced to do so after the 1940s. Exactly. But like, I have 44 mm -hmm. double D tits. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's one of the things that you mentioned. Like, I think about, yeah, I guess even the first time I met you, you were in a sweatshirt and jeans and i knew right off the bat i mean now granted and this is being completely honest if i had never met you before and i wasn't looking at you and you said something to me i might turn around and you know think masculine but i mean honestly would i be someone to immediately just be like Oh, hey there, sir. Not really, no. I, I typically don't do that <laughs> kind of thing. Um, or if I did, let's just say if I did, then I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm sorry. You know, that was me being totally and completely absent-minded. You know, that's, that's you're not going to get it right all the time. I, and I think that, you know, if there is anybody that says that's listening, you're not going to get it right every time, but it doesn't mean that you have to be an asshole about it. <laughs> you should keep trying and keep learning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's literally that whole thing of, you know, it never even hurts just to ask. Why do you have to make up something about somebody, right? Just ask, you know, what, what are your pronouns? What are your pronouns? But what I'm saying is I think it's a little bit more sinister than that sometimes. Because a lot of people think like a mistake. Yeah. I'm interacting with these same groups of people multiple times a day. Yeah, no, absolutely. And yeah, that's an, that's getting into another whole aspect of it. Right. Yeah. And I'm also interacting with my family multiple times a day, which caused me to withdraw from my family. Don't act like you didn't blacklist me. You know what I mean? Like another instance, um, a family member calls me out of the blue and starts misgendering me on the phone and calling me the wrong name. I say, I want to hang out, but I'm not coming over if you can't say my name. That sounds like an ultimatum, right? Or does that sound like a boundary? It's a boundary. Boundaries for the win always. I am constantly <laughs> asked to compromise 
boundaries as well. Because if I give out a boundary, then I'm an aggressor. People. Boundaries are healthy. Exactly. People need people need boundaries. And people need to respect other people's boundaries. So this person now takes my boundary and turns it into an uh, an ultimatum. Fine. Take it that way. Take it that way. If if I haven't hung around you and we don't talk, don't act like it's my fault. Um you guys have known me for two years now, right? Yep. Yes. Um, when have you ever seen me compromise my my identity? Um, that is something that I have to give you probably the greatest credit for because I would say that you're better at that than I even am. You know, um, I feel like in situations where conflicts occur, I'm definitely more likely to kind of just be like, yeah, I'm just going to let that one slide. But honestly, like you are your truest self in every situation that we have ever encountered together. <laughs> I have to give you props as well. You actually, you've actually given me something to aspire to in terms of non-compromisation, if that's a word. I'm going to say, I'm going to say this and I'm going to say it as loud as I possibly can. I said it the day I came out as a trans person in a sea of people lost sheep who have no idea who they are i will not be counted amongst them i know who i am it's not to be discussed debated compromised i don't care about your religious or faux religious background i don't care if you feel uncomfortable that you've been called out that's how you learn discomfort leads to education i don't owe anyone Civility after multiple trespasses on my fucking identity. It's not up for debate. It just isn't. Uh, this person who I have not spoke to in years, in years, uh, another family member reached out to them because they wanted to understand. That's great. Build a bridge if you must. But here's my here's my thing. No matter how this bridge is built, it will not be built on the compromising of my identity. If you say my name wrong and I choose to correct you in that moment, you are corrected and I don't have to do it. Nice. I don't owe anyone civility. I don't. In a world where cis people get to walk around and not compromise who they are on a daily fucking basis, to ask a trans person to do that is transphobia. It's literal transphobia. Then to cause harm and label it as triggering. Let's, let's talk about it. I have dysphoria, well-documented dysphoria that I've spoken about on this show lots of times. It causes me to not see myself in mirrors. It causes me to cause harm to myself, putting on weight so that I like avert the male gaze. Pushing myself to the boundaries because the last time I looked how I felt someone tried to kill me. To doing all of that, 
doing all of that for a cis person to all of a sudden be like, I called you the wrong name and you got triggered. That's a, that's a symptom of dysphoria. You hear the, you hear the fucking, y'all hear the loose, like fucking bullshit, lukewarm, like gaslight, right? You hear, you heard it, right? It's pretty overt. Thank you. It's not as discreet as some people think it is to be like, you were triggered by just by transphobia. Yeah, I'm trans. You were triggered by it happening to you multiple times a day. Old school. I want to talk about that term too. Old school people. For all you old school people back out there now, like nowadays, if you're if it's 2022, get ready to be 2023. Let's kick it old school. Old school. Let's go back to 1985. In 1985, all you Christian holy rollers were smoking crack, neglecting your kids, running the streets, fathering whole other families. Mother and whole other families doing wild shit like this generation of queer people. My generation of queer people came from you, came from you. The audacity to be all of those things back in the day and then claim this old school religion now because the old schoolers of your day back in 85. Rarely did those drugs stayed with their families most of the time. Like you could, it's, it's in an ideal world. I know that's not really what happened, but they were being hypocrites too. They never danced in the street. They didn't drink. They didn't do this. They didn't run out in all hours, but it's a curse that's passed down and it's passed down and it's passed down and it's passed down. First off, the audacity is to try to like the whole the moral, like high ground against me when my one sin is from birth. My sin, sin? Which, the sin what I keep being sin? told about, the sin I keep being told about is my trans existence. I was born this way. It wasn't a choice. And I'm really getting, I'm really super tired of uh, morally bankrupt people attempting to take the high ground. I don't believe in it because my master's oppressive religion was placed upon me and now because I've been through the system and I've lived a number of years and I had faith in nothing, I'm going to cling on to what I was indoctrinated with. So I have to be damned by your indoctrination. If hell rapture Ragnarok comes and the, 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 the earth opens up to swallow me whole, when I land in hell, <laughs> the river sticks, wherever the fuck you want to call it, my seat will be next to you. I will look you directly in the face upon my arrival. If your spirituality allows you to hate me when it tells you to love all, isn't it hypocritical? Honestly, it's more than hypocritical. Speak on it. It's it's a it's hypocritical, stupid, dangerous, and to the point where if anyone out there knows it, false prophet. False prophets in and of themselves 
are more dangerous than anything else. Look, we're put on this world for one thing and one thing only, and it's to be in community with each other. There is no stipulation to what that means. That doesn't mean that we are in community with those people over here, but not those guys, because, you know, we don't deal with those guys. Like, it is like our one job is that. End of story, period. Oh, I thought it was to judge others. Oh, oh, okay. I thought it was to warmonger and hate each other. I thought it was to pillage and burn and assault. That's what I thought it was, because that's what I've dealt with my entire life. I thought I've dealt with that my entire life. To then be told by the people who did those things that I won't make it into the kingdom of heaven with them. What if I don't want to go? Exactly. What if I don't believe in heaven? What if I'm in hell already? What if fire was metaphoric? What if your hypocritical ass gets to heaven's gate and the singular question they ask you is, did you love thy neighbor? And when you say yes, they draw up your memories of how you treated me. What if the fate of your salvation is in my hands? My spirituality says harm none, but my spirituality also doesn't speak about your philandering or drug use, not getting you to enlightenment. There is no made up place in my spirituality that I can lock you out of because of how I feel about you. I used to think that this feeling was a lonely feeling. This is how Joan of Arc felt. This is how Martin Luther King probably felt at some point. Malcolm X, anybody who was different or outside of their community's idea of what we should be felt this way. And we're talked about this way. Much of them are on a way larger scale than me. I'm just a trans woman with a podcast. And I'm not likening myself. I don't want to get things misconstrued. I'm not likening myself to those people. I'm just stating that the people with huge differences are often persecuted. And because I won't sit around and wallow in the persecution, I am then the aggressor. I asked those questions in the beginning because I wanted to get a general gist of how cis people be them nice people think about their day on a daily basis as in regards to compromise in their identity. How many times are you willing to compromise who you are on a daily basis? The answer is none, but that should be a universal answer. But for some of us, me, that's not an acceptable answer. I'm supposed to be nice to you motherfuckers. Every time you say the wrong name, Every time you use the wrong pronoun, every time a slur is used in my presence, I'm supposed to be nice every time. There's, there's no thought process of the accumulation of harm that happens to me on a daily basis. I am walking around with like full-blown dysphoria. Dysphoria, synesthesia, anxiety disorder. They say trans people have mental disabilities. Yes, it's from holding on to resentment until it eats you alive. It makes you an anxiety mess. It makes you panicky. It makes you some, some of us like suicidal, but we gotta do it with a smile. 
Yeah, think about that. Think about the do no harm. What does it mean to do no harm? People don't really understand that concept. They think that maybe ignoring somebody is doing no harm. Think again. Like that's that's a maybe, you know, what people think is nice. But like, honestly, you're basically just spitting in their face without literally doing so. I never hear how they want me to correct them. Right. Because I hear myself saying it and then they literally look like that's not what it sounds like to me. Because you don't want to be held accountable. No matter how I say it to you, accountability is going to sound like an attack. Hey, that's not my name. Hey, I've asked you several times not to do that. Can you please? Um, my name's Cameron, by the way. It, oh, no, it's not. Please don't do that. My name's Cameron. No matter how I do it, you get to then like attribute like aggression to my response. Because you're being held accountable. It's a it's a white woman thing to do. There, I said it. It is the most, it is literally white woman, like white woman tactics being used in that moment. That now what you're going to do is you're going to take my voice, you're going to turn me into the scary person, and now you're the person who needs to be saved from the attacker. They made a whole fucking law to stop that from happening. It's called the Karen Law. The Karen Act. It's literally the same as being like, oh, you caught me doing something I wasn't supposed to do. But if you don't stop harassing me or correcting me, you're a bad person. It's not to the extreme of somebody calling the police, but like socially, like I'm outcasted after that. Groups of white men in, in locker rooms get to talk about like, oh, Cameron's so mean every time I fuck her name up. Oh, Cameron's so mean because we treat her and another trans girl completely different based upon attraction. All Cameron was so mean to me because when I tried to reach out to my nephew, she got mad that I, that I called her my nephew. In an argument, I'm allowed to call Cameron Jarrell because I'm mad and don't have to respect her identity. But if she gets mad at me and she corrects me, then she's a piece of shit. Do you hear that? How does any of that fucking make sense? It honestly doesn't. It really does not. And I really touched on it because I really don't want to really get into that whole Christianity thing because I bash Christianity on a daily basis. But like, fuck, miss me with the high ground. Miss me with the moral high ground. Don't none of y'all have footing on the moral high ground against me. No one does. And I'm not seeking it with anyone else. My morals are my morals. I don't make you live by them. I don't ask you to. I think that's where people start to fall into a ditch themselves is when they think that their belief is inherently better. You know, it's, um, you know this is, uh, we've been doing a lot of, you know, talking about cis we've been talking about doing like what christians do and all that kind of stuff those are all things i identify as but guess what does that mean that i have to do any of the things any of the terrible things that cam's been talking about no it absolutely doesn't mean that 
Can she say things about Christianity and it be okay? Yeah, it can because that's her opinion and she's allowed to have them. A lot of people get like uh, mixed up when I talk about Christianity. I'm talking about faux Christianity. I am not a believer in Christ. I'm not. I cannot take on the beliefs of my oppressor. I know that what we are is much older. I know that we what we are is much more grounded in where we come from. The nerve of some people to take a spirituality from a far off place and bend it to American will. I must remind everybody that Jesus was Jewish. That his ideas were seen as um, wild, blasphemous, uh, that he uh, loved everyone. Like his teachings was love everyone, sit with the sick, judge not, all of those things. No Christian that I've spoken about today has lived as Jesus did. None of them have. There's called this cast of judgment and dogma and these weird rules and it's like do as I as I read and say, not as I do or did. Like that kind of shit. I'm tired of debating with plebeians about my existence. Your fear is that if I exist, that I exist to make sure that your God made a mistake. What if your God didn't make me at all? Or even worse, what if he made you intentionally? Because <laughs> he did. Very much so. And if I'm mentioning what the two of you have also mentioned, People forget, like you had said, Cam, Jesus was an outcast. People keep thinking if Jesus came now, he would be clean shaven, clean cut, this suit. No, he would be still with the outcasts. He'd probably be wearing maybe jeans and a t-shirt, still long hair, just loving everyone. People forget love everyone you know kill his ass again exactly let's be real like like none of that shit is because you want to keep a relationship with me or because you want to like you want to fall into this comfort zone with me it's because you're transphobic yeah and because i'm willing to say it like i'm willing to say it unchallenged to anyone like hey look that's transphobic because I'm not willing to compromise and be like, oh, if I say that to them, I'm going to lose a friend. Fuck you. If I can correct you and lose you, then you're lost. It's an excuse. It is an excuse to not form a relationship. And they never, and they were never truly your friend. To put no. it on me. No, and fuck that. Fuck that friendship. Family as well. I'm not begging for the acceptance of anyone ever again. I did that for 33 years. And no matter how masculine, manly, successful I was, it got me nowhere. I was lonely and broken and not myself. I was teetering on the edge of death and no one knew or cared. So don't mourn this character that you didn't give a fuck about. And don't come at me with that bullshit when I won't accept half-stepping on my identity. I, no, Ain't no half-stepping. That's an old school term. 
Ain't no half stepping with me. Literally, Cam, it's it's hilarious because, you know, we don't agree sometimes on things, but at least I know and you know that when we're in a room together, like we're going to be real with each other <laughs> and that, you know, it it, <laughs> it doesn't. Um, it just <coughs> everything that society says, it just doesn't matter. <coughs> oh, sorry, I was trying to hit the break, hit the break bong on the low, but I fucked it up. <laughs> um, it does like there's 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 room for discourse in lots of things. Mm-hmm. My my message here today is that that discourse doesn't exist in my identity. Exactly. There's no room for debate or discourse when it comes to who I am. My name is Cameron. My name is Tranos. Mm-hmm. You will address me as such, or you will spend less and less time around me until I have literally like knocked you out of existence in my life. And I don't give a shit if I end up standing by myself at the end of it. But that's because the thing. I've always been by myself. And we know when we're with you, we're with you. Like exactly. it's it's you who we are talking with. Like. I see you. You are, you know, like, I don't know how to describe it any other way than that. But it's like, you can deal with a lot of fake people mm-hmm. in your life. And I think that there is a real treat in getting to know somebody who is truly themselves and truly comfortable with themselves and knows who they are. They don't care about what other people are going to say about it. And and that's, I think, you know, even though what I was trying to get at before with like our, our differences, I feel like that's what is so special though, is that even in the differences, there's ultimate truth there. Mm-hmm. And that's what's beautiful about it. There's no pressure on my end for you to become me. I'm not like join the trans cult. I'm not trying to make you drink blood. I'm not trying to make you sign a book. I'm not trying to make you come to some place with me on Sundays. I'm just existing. I'm just existing and I'm allowing others to to do the same, but like I'm not getting that courtesy. And I'm really tired. I'm really tired because this is a ongoing theme with my show is that I constantly have to come back to identity politics. And here's the thing. I don't consider my identity political. Or at least not a political debate. My identity is very political, but it's not up for debate. There's not going to be some vote that decides what gender I'm going to be tomorrow. It's not going to change every four years. There ain't no ballot box. Ain't going to be no debates on television for it. I'm Cameron. And if you fuck around and you say something else, I'm going to remind you that I'm Cameron. And if you don't like it, then don't say anything to me. I don't owe anyone anything. I don't. My happiness is, is car blanche on my card of things. That's the thing that I'm that I'm pursuing. I'm pursuing my happiness. And I will not accommodate yours if it demands that I relinquish mine. 
This ain't no fucking costume. You don't have a leg to stand on in a moral debate or a moral argument with me because I know what you did. I know what you do. You still have to wear a mask. I gave mine up. It is weird being likened to wolves by wolves in sheep's clothing. It's really weird. I'm not a sheep, but I'm not a wolf either. And it's super weird to have these kind of discussions with my friends, air quotes, family, air quotes, over and over again. I wish I could air quote that, but I can't because that's real. That's the real part of the conversation is that this is something that I have to deal with on a constant basis. If you need to make me the villain, do so. If you need to make me the villain, do so. But miss me with that high, that higher ground shit. Miss me with that for the love of Jesus shit. Jesus told you to love everybody. And you are choosing not to care about me. And then you're using God in vain to do so. That's just what it is. Bottom line, that's what it is. I shouldn't have to keep explaining to everyone who the fuck I am. Arguing with you about it. And then I'm like, give me the cue card and, and, and the cadence I'm supposed to correct you in. For maybe the 25th time that day. Maybe the 100th time that day. When I worked at my old job, I was misgendered so much in one week that at the end of the week, the tally was 364 times. That includes being called the wrong name. When nobody had access to my dead name. That is documented 364 times. And I'm not the one who counted it. Those are just the ones that were counted by someone who was paying attention. I didn't even count it. I just bore the brunt of it. Until like I almost killed myself. Until I felt so so broken and sad I couldn't go to work. So tell me, what do you think their answer would be to this question? How many times are they allowed to fuck my name up in a single day? How many times am I supposed to like, how many passes do I give? Because that's what they're asking for at the end of the day. Passes. Hey, I know everybody else understands your identity and I'm not trying to. So how many times do I get to fuck up your name today? Before you politely correct me. <laughs> is, is there a good I mean, answer? Th there isn't. There really isn't. I mean, the ideal answer is, is zero. And, you know, the ideal response would be, you know, Oop, I got it wrong. You know, what do I do next time to make it better? That's the ideal. But, you know. Everybody's got their own way of responding. Bullshit ass promoters and shit. Go ahead, go ahead. What were you saying, Brandon? I was going to say, if I may pull back the curtain, um, I also know Cam from professional wrestling. There's There's been a time, and this was this was up in Canada a couple months ago. Someone kept misgendering 
another wrestler. Cam Point Blank asked, that is not their pronoun, or didn't even ask. She, she said, that is not their pronoun. That is not their name. Please call them by the name that, that they are, that who they are and how they are. And honestly speaking, didn't even, didn't even see it as aggressive. It was not aggressive. It was short, sweet, to the point. Where I'm supposed to coddle you? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's exactly. almost like they're like, hey, can you please not call me by the wrong name? And like, exactly. I'm supposed to like bitch out or some shit like that because like you want to feel comfortable when you just made me feel uncomfortable? Exactly. And I didn't tell you at the time, but I thought I thought that was an awesome thing to do. And it's just who I am as a person. Yes. Like a lot of the times trans, mm -hmm. specifically trans women Mm -hmm. get like bullied into dealing with that kind of shit to keep friends, Mm -hmm. to keep family members. I'm not dealing with that shit from y'all. If you don't want to be my friend, the quickest way to do that is to disrespect me. You disrespect me like you do most human beings. They're going to stop fucking with you. Mm hmm. You can't then turn around and make me the villain because I don't want to be around you. Yeah. No, I don't come to family functions. No, I don't show up to extracurricular things after wrestling practices. I barely come to the school anymore because, like, I'm not dealing with disrespect and being gaslit for it. It's disrespectful. Nobody else has to fucking, uh, like, negotiate, like, oh, well, um, maybe I'll let you call me it three more times if you say my name wrong three more times. Or if you call me the wrong gender three or four more times. Like, my, my pronouns are she, her, hers, yo. My name is Cam Ryan. You can call me Cam or Cameron. You don't have to gender me every time you speak to me. You could simply call me by my name. But you're telling me that doing either is beyond is is beyond you so i need to compromise so that you can interchangeably call me whatever the fuck you want based upon your mood all this episode's raw is just her sounding really angry yeah i'm fucking angry because that's dumb that's fucking dumb like that's like that sounds like weird right like that like that i'm like being told that I'm going to call you whatever I want. And if you correct me, you're the asshole. How fucking asinine. Well, it just, it just comes from a place of literally, if you're going to do that, you're not treating another human being as an equal at all. You are literally putting them in a category other than human. Mm-hmm. And that is more than just not right. Like, just just think about it for a second. Like, human being, same emotions, you know. We all bleed. <laughs> five fingers, five toes, you know. Yeah. Healthy, beautiful, you know. Like, I don't... <sighs> I don't think I can understand personally. I mean, I've never been one of those people that have thought that just because society has said that there is girls and boys that like literally that 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 is it. And you know, I I always love uh 
thinking of how many other cultures there that exist that don't even have only two genders. There's there's cultures out there that exist that have many different kinds of genders. You know, just because somebody said sometime that that's how it is. Only eighty years ago, may I add? Yeah. Let me list. Let me let me list the things that I'm not going. I'm not letting slide when it comes to this compromise shit no more. Your age is irrelevant. I don't give a fuck what decade you were born in. You knew making fun of trans people was wrong when you were fucking 12, and you know it now. So I don't give a fuck about your age. So miss me with that I'm old school shit. That means nothing to me. I was born in 1980, also making me old school. I knew in 1885 I wasn't safe enough to be trans in the open. So you knew what was happening to trans people was wrong. You knew what was happening to black people in the 80s was wrong. Um, so what, what else am I not letting slide? The ties that bind us. Blood does not protect you from me. If it doesn't, if it doesn't draw you to respect of me, like I, like it does me of you, then if we can't have an exchange of respect, a mutual respect, because we share kin, then fuck it. We don't have to talk. We don't have to interact at all. We didn't when I was when I identified as Gabriel or 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 when I identified that way, we didn't interact. We didn't fuck with each other back then. Let's not act like this was the straw that broke the camel's back. Another thing on the list, devil, devil's advocacy. Miss me with that shit. Because a devil's advocate is someone who is trying to make you see the perspective of someone who is being bigotous. They're making excuses for someone else's bigotry. Say you carry internalized biases yourself and move around. Either work on them or move around. But I will not be asked to compromise anything about me to serve you. To make you feel comfortable. To put you in a place of nostalgia. Because all I remember is isolation. And I'm prepared to go back to it. Because I'm already there. This journey as an out trans woman has been the roughest thing in my life. And it has made me the strongest person in the world. And I wish that I didn't have to be this strong. But my strength. My strength comes from a place so pure and so grounded. in who I really am that that scares people. And I don't care. I don't care. I won't be silenced. I won't be shrouded in someone else's husk. I won't be called another person's name. His triumphs are mine because he is my creation. I'm sorry that you fell for it. The best cosplay that was ever created. I'm sorry that you fell for it, but when I was truthful enough to tell you about it, now you won't let go of it. And it's something you get to trigger up, something you get to like bring up whenever you're upset or feel bad. All of a sudden, I'm the fuck. I, I'm the fucking person who becomes optional. My feelings are now optional because I'm the whipping girl. Fuck you. Fuck the ties that bind us. 
fuck devil's advocacy and fuck compromise. Now, with that being said, before we say anything else, I'm going to take a break because I need to smoke weed because I'm mad as fuck if you haven't noticed. I'm really tired of being beat on by the motherfucking world because of who I am, not who I chose to be, not who I made up, who I've always been. I've always been loud. I've always been assertive. I've always been prepared to confront others for the sake of safety. I've always been that person. But now that that person's prefix comes with a trans, y'all fucking tripping. So with that being said, I'm about to take this hit of grape shine. Um, If you hear click, click, bubble, bubble, or cough, cough, grow the fuck up, I smoke marijuana. I needed that shit, swear to God I did. <coughs> so a recap. I will not be compromising my identity for the sake of anyone else's comfort. Anyone who has a problem with me not being willing to compromise, jump ship. Banish me. I have What's to say it? that um, it's a perfect conversation starter if you feel uncomfortable. Because guess what? That's like the perfect start of a question. <laughs> like, we don't have to interact. I promise you I won't be hurt. I know that how you feel already. It's not like you're some like mastermind at hiding your emotions. You're not even a mastermind of building an argument. Gaslighting is the weapon of the weak-minded. It's a, I know you are, but what am I? That's gaslighting. You know what I mean? It's Pee Wee Herman, Kindergarten, Kids Incorporated, Cartoon Express shit. To be like, well, she corrected me and it made me feel bad, so she's mean. That's a lot of, that, you know... That's not openness. That's not a conversation. That's literally just a wall. Shout out to TJ Epics for trying to fucking uh, attempt to talk to me after breaking my jaw and then like step not speaking to me for six months only to walk into the locker room. So his first full sentence to me could be like, stop, you're, you're being hostile. Of course I'm being hostile to the piece of shit who broke my face and gave me the silent treatment and hasn't compensated me or my insurance company for the damage they caused. But I could make you, I could make you, but I chose to just not talk to you. That's the easiest route, minding you. I still reserve the right to make somebody pay for my fucking teeth. So this fucking dickhead, who's always shoddy, always had smart mouth shit to say, always treated me a little different because I'm I'm black and I'm trans. And TJ Epics is the fucking weird ass fucking like dickhead, low-key racist piece of shit. Low-key transphobic piece of shit. He's reckless. He's hurt people before. He hurts me in the ring. I have the response of I'm hurt and it didn't have to happen for a reason. Everybody gathered around him. I became the bitch for being mad that her face was broke. 
It's the same shit. You get to use one of my intersectionalities to turn me into the villain. All the while forgetting that I haven't acted like a villain yet. I could become one real fucking quick. And I haven't. If all it takes is a tongue lashing to make me the villain, then like, what the fuck? Why'd you break my face? And instead of doing what the brothers do, the bros, the family in the back, that bullshit. Oh, we take care of our own. We take care of each other. Can we redact that statement and write it the way it really is? White boys take care of white boys. Y'all hurt each other. Y'all hug like a bunch of bitches. You do homoerotic shit in the back. The whole time screaming no homo. You ignore girls. You ignore minorities. You ignore trans women. I doubt that like the locker rooms here would ever be a safe space for trans men. That's another conversation we not having. Where's all the trans men in wrestling? I know it's like, they're like, well, how did this swing to wrestling? This thing's like how it generally happens to me all the time based upon all my intersectionalities and every part of me. Every part of me is compromised. At some point during the day, I have to weigh out whether compromising is an effective tool to get through the day and not be seen as the fucking villain. Well, welcome to my villain era. For all of you fucking b- bullshit ass racists from the last 23 years, I've been a villain to you forever. But now this new queerness angle that you're just getting a hold of adds a new layer to it. So I'm maleficent, I guess. Because you can be racist, misogynistic, homophobic, transphobic. But if I open my mouth and check you for any of those things one time in an open forum, a whisper, a conversation to the side, I become the villain. Fine. Fine. And in my personal life, the same applies. If you can call me and call me by the wrong name and me going, please don't do that. It's me roaring and breathing fire all over you that I'm going to continue to do so. Either one of you have anything to say before we close this up? It's not hard to be kind. Not at all. It's not hard to try and empathize with somebody. And literally a lot goes on when you just literally look at somebody in their eyes and see them as a person. Like, I don't care how much you disagree with them. I don't care if there's somebody who's even annoying to you. I don't care if there's somebody who you adamantly disagree with. It, in the end, they are still a person. Your actions matter. And stop acting like they don't. You got anything to say, Bernie? Just this one simple phrase. Anyone who needs to hear this, do not let dullards dim your light. And anyone who this part applies to, do not try to dim the light of others. We need to be kinder to each other. We need to stop trying to make people compromise for things that they should not compromise to also just in flat like we need each other like 
our differences are what's going to save us in the end. We need all the help we can get and all the creative thoughts that we can. And that comes from a diverse, unique bunch of individuals. And I'm going to finish this off with a quote that won't make any sense to plebeians. <laughs> Heard a joke once. Man goes to a doctor, says he's depressed. Says life seems harsh and cruel. Says he feels all alone in a threatening world. Where what lies ahead is vague and uncertain. Doctor says treatment is simple. Great clown Pagliacci is in town tonight. Go see him. That should pick you up. Man bursts into tears and says, But doctor, I am Pagliacci. My name's Cameron Ayin Elin Maharet Terrell, a.k.a. Treno. Say it with your whole chest. Or feel just how threatening and cruel the world can be. This is Trenos and the lived experience, the show that draws a line in the sand and dares you to cross it. Suck my dick from the back. Rorschach.